The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Sometimes the world looks like you ain't ever seen it before. Stuck behind never-ending windows. All you need is a door. Searching for something to put a smile back on your face. Just remember in unusual times it can come from an unusual place. You need a partner for the ride. Cause everybody needs a climb. So set your worries to the side. Shit 90 Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience. Do you not want to wait? Neither do we. Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? I don't have a bit, so this is my bit. I'm doing well. How are you? (laughs) Oh my god, it was a long day, but I'm happy to be here talking Dawson's Creek every week I feel like I watch the episode very early in the week and then I just get so excited to talk about it all week I'm just like waiting 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 to be able to talk about it because we don't talk about the episode these are all like fresh thoughts between each other because that would just ruin the the magic of the podcast I think Oh, yeah. No, of course it would. Yeah. This week I held out because I felt like last week since I watched it so soon after the pod, there was like a major lag time. So I held out until I think it was Monday Mm -hmm. when I watched the episode. And dude, like I got I mean, it was a pretty. So like you said to me beforehand, like I can't wait for you to watch this episode. Mm -hmm. So I was like watching it. I was watching him like I, I don't really know, like what exactly you want me to look out for. Like, I wasn't sure if this was, like, 
like watching it, I was like, I don't like I don't really know. Like maybe you want like you thought I was going to be excited about the Jen stuff. Yeah. I guess that's it's a pretty what I standard episode up until the final yeah. time, like couple seconds. And and then like the final seconds happened. And I when I tell you, I literally gasped and got goosebumps like <laughs> real goosebumps. And I wanted to send you a picture yeah. of my goosebumps because they lasted for a few seconds. And Drew was like next to me while I was watching it. And he literally said, like, I don't get excited for any television show like you get excited about Dawson's Creek. (laughs) He was like, nothing like shocks me or excites Mm -hmm. me like Dawson's Creek does to you. Because I have like actual reactions. Yeah. Like even with the starting scene of the like the symbolic ladder getting like yeah like it's an end of an era i got like brought down even that made me gasp i was like i can't believe it the ladder's coming down yeah how horrible yeah (laughs) so i mean it was a it's a doozy like and i'm so i'm in regards to the final scene in regards to guess who showing back Mm -hmm. up like there's not much to say about it quite yet, is there? No, ne- that'll and be I more next yeah. week. Yeah. And I didn't watch ahead. No, but, no. Like, of course she comes back. Like, of course she comes back. Like, right when, like, you know, I feel as though, like, Pacey's starting to forget about her. Mm-hmm. Like, starting to, like, get to know Andy and, like, getting to enjoy, like, Andy's company. Like, of course that's when she comes back. Mm-hmm. And, I mean... I guess we can fully get into later or maybe we like don't bury the lead or maybe we talk about our 90s nightcap or some other (laughs) bullshit or what we're watching like or maybe we just jump into it. I don't really know. Like what I'm drinking, I'm drinking a sangria. I'm not supposed to drink today, but hello. No, I'm drinking. We need it. I needed it today. I'm drinking a nine pin, um, which have I had this on the podcast? I feel like I have. I've heard you talk about it. Nine pin. It's a New York uh, hard cider company. Um, yeah, and as far as what I'm watching, still watching Taskmaster, still brilliant. Everybody go watch it. I'm up to series nine now. Mm-hmm. It's excellent. It's hilarious. It makes me laugh so hard. Um, and I'm also re-watching The Leftovers, which is on mm. HBO. Um, go watch that show if you have not. It Only if you're in a good headspace. If you're in a bad headspace, don't watch that show because it's very like deep and it can get dark. Um, but it's an excellent show. You should definitely listen or watch it. Anyway, that's what I'm watching. Are you watching anything new and exciting? Um, I finished a bunch of stuff. Like, I've been really, like, getting through my shows that were popular in, like, 2019. But I'm just watching them now. Yes. Yeah. Like, finished the morning show. Mm-hmm. That was pretty good. Um, I w- finished, like, Emily in Paris. That was um, some a show that I watched. <laughs> Um, right now I'm like a couple of episodes into the, uh, haunting of blind manor, mm-hmm. which is scary. Um, so like I'm doing okay with that. And then aside from that, watching the circle. Yep. Yep. Same. Um, and then, yeah. Uh, and in terms of 90, 90s nightcaps, so, uh, my friends, um, got me for my birthday, this little, like, sangria in a mason jar thing where it has like ingredients aside from the wine of sangria and you just like put it in the mason jar and just like shake it up mm-hmm. so i'm giving that a go is it good um, 
Are you liking it? She's pretty good. She's pretty good. Um, I mean, I love sangria. I love red sangria. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, it's pretty good. Pretty good. Hmm. I don't know that I've had. I mean, I've had sangria once. I don't know. Really? I usually it's, stay away from red wine, even though I know sangria is sweet, mm-hmm. right? It's sweet. Yeah. Yes. So I'd probably like it. Yeah. They have white sangria, too. That Sangria is actually how I got into liking red wine, actually, mm. because I used to only be a white person, and then I had white sangria, and then I switched to red sangria, mm-hmm. and then from there, I got into red wine. So that's kind of like the progress, yeah. the process I can't do the dry wines. And now I only drink red wine, as you know. I don't like white anymore. Isn't that weird how that happens? Look at that. Evolution. Yeah. An evolution. Um, All right. Well, shall we get into it? I'm ready to talk Dawson's Creek this week. Oh, rhymes. Um, Okay. So here is my list of people we can talk about. We have Joey and family. Dawson Dawson and family. Jen and Abby, Pacey and Andy. I lumped econ class together because that's just like all of them. Uh, Dawson and Joey, obviously. Mitch and Gail. The drama continues. Uh, (laughs) Dawson and Jen. And then Pacey and Jack. Okay. Um, Who sticks out? Maybe let's go to Joey and Bessie. Okay. Drama continues with the Potter family. Um, I don't know. Do you think so? Bessie asks Joey to like go take a look at the ice house because they're paranoid about like an inspection and like health violations and being shut down and all of that. Is she like stepping over the line with her requests for Joey? I think that Bessie really relies on Joey to be the partner in her life. Like, I don't know where Bodie is. That's my question. What he's doing, what he's up to. Like, they're obviously still together, but I don't know if, like, Bodie's, like, new job that he got when the baby was born, like, just takes up all of his time and, Mm -hmm. like, he has to travel. Like, maybe he's, like, not staying at their house. Like, maybe maybe he's somewhere else so Bessie's like really relying on Joey for freaking everything um and I think that like I mean so say school starts at 8 30 or something for them this is happening at like maybe 7 30 yeah so Joey has to row her ass to the ice house and yeah. then like clean and then make it in time for AP English yeah. like it's we know it's Dawson's not fucking giving him like motorboating <laughs> no. her across the creek so <laughs> no. she's stuck doing it on her own and yeah I think it's a bit too much to ask of Joey like yes Bessie needs help Obviously, Mm -hmm. like, especially if Bodie's busy, Bessie has a young baby, you know, she's a young parent, she has a lot going on, but not for nothing, like, Joey didn't sign up for that, like, Joey didn't choose to have the baby, Joey was just there, and so I feel like to rely on her, and I think, like, even just having her work at the ice house, that's fine and everything, but I feel like Bessie relies on her for, like, 
too much with the ice house. It's like mm-hmm. at the point where Joey is not complaining that she doesn't have a personal life. Joey's complaining that she can't get a homework assignment done. Like to me, right? That's more important. It's not like she's like, I wanted to go to this school dance and I can't go. No, she's trying to get a fucking project done that's worth like thirty percent of her grade. Yeah, Bessie should make sure that Joey's main priority is in is school, so mm-hmm. that. Joey can go to college and get a good career and then maybe help them out down the line. Like, you know, like school should be Joey's first priority. Yeah. Um, Obviously, you know, when it comes to family and family business, like there's so many blurred lines. Right. It's very hard to keep it separate. So but expecting Joey to be a living nanny, a housekeeper, um, a like server a cleaner like it's way too much and I really feel for Joey because Joey's you know Joey's family very family or like very family oriented in the fact that like she understands her responsibility in the household like even though it's like her sister and obviously her parents are not around um but I guess like Joey feels like she's the burden because Bessie's laying her into her home. I don't yeah. know if this was like the family home or what the deal was. Yeah, I don't but- think we know. I would assume it was. That was my assumption because like. Yeah. But then why does like Joey sleeps on the couch? So she lost her room to Alexander. Yeah, that's fair. They probably had to downsize after her dad went to jail or something. Was my I assumption. feel as though like they lost the family house. This is probably Bessie and Bodie's house. Like she, Bessie probably got kicked out when she got like pregnant or started dating Bodie. And this is probably like Bessie's house. And they had to like sell the house because they couldn't afford it. Or it could be Bodie's house that they moved into after the fact. Right. Like I have a feeling like this is not. Yeah. Like. Joey's but we have to assume that Joey lived at least nearby because she always rode the creek Mm -hmm. to like she was always able to get to Dawson's as a kid right right so like but yeah I agree like I think I think it's tough I don't know that there's necessarily a right answer here because like Bessie does need help and it's not like she can afford to be paying a lot of people but then again that's not Joey's problem even though Joey takes it on what I more had an issue with was it like was it um so sorry that's Okay. Was it was it Mr. Potter's ice house? Yeah, was he was the one who like ran it's the it. family business. Yeah, um, but that's the thing. It's like you know, Joey. I get I got annoyed when Joey was like suggesting ways to help, and you know, Bessie was just like bitter and jealous that Joey didn't go to her. Mm-hmm. That she went to that woman Laura instead, and like she was taking right. out. All the pent up aggression from like the pressure of the ice house inspection come like coming and Joey like not choosing her for the assignment and she's just really angry about it and she takes it out on Joey and it's just like Joey's trying to help you like first of all Joey just working there alone is helping you but now she's coming up with ideas to like get the family business you know get more customers in make more money and you're just shooting her down and this these were free ideas like she even said Laura <laughs> yeah. offered to do it for free so right right right. I- I mean, obviously, like, I think that was a good, it was a good piece of advice, like, refreshing your look every so often. Yes. That happens all the time in business. Mm-hmm. And she said that she would redo the logo for free. But yeah, like, Bessie's definitely bitter that, you know, Joey gets this assignment. She unfortunately has to work alone. Bullshit, um, by the way. <laughs> um, And she, you know, I mean, 
I can feel I can understand why Bestie's offended. It's like I'm practically a single mother have owning a business like I'm not I might not be successful in the terms of like making money millions yeah. but like I you know keep this whole place afloat I think that they're so, like they could have compromised though like I feel like you can ask Bessie how to like make a budget because she obviously mm-hmm. has tons of experience in that department but in my opinion like if you're looking for somebody who has um, like in a specific education or like a higher education who's gone to college and then grad school or something like that. I don't believe Bessie has. So like to me, why is Bessie getting her panties in a twist about this when like she only meets a few of the requirements for the assignment itself? Right. right. I mean, it's a pride thing. It's a pride thing. Mm-hmm. Um, ultimately, like, you know, they get into it. And mm-hmm. like Joey gets fired, but like she refuses Ridiculous. to be fired. Yeah. Um, and I think like what Bessie is trying to like get out of Joey is like, you know, that, you know, Joey, like Joey says that she's proud of Bessie and of all she does. And like she really looks up to her older sister. And I think that that's ultimately what. Bessie wants she wants the acknowledgement she wants to be like you know shown that like all of her hard work is like towards something and that she's like gained the acknowledgement that she's doing this like kind of on her own Mm -hmm. so I think that that's what she was looking for like you know being acknowledged and appreciated for all that she does right because she is a parent to Joey and she didn't exactly sign up for that job either right like neither of Mm -hmm. them signed up for the situation that they're in but I, I appreciated the end scene between them where they kind of realized like they need each other and they are they do yeah. rely on each other, even though, I mean, theoretically, like Bessie is like the parent in this situation. They really do make a good team. And I do think that like they do kind of have very different personalities. And so, of course, they're bound to clash. I feel like Joey is a bit more blunt and Bessie is a bit more sensitive. And so that's naturally going to like clash a bit. Mm-hmm. But I really liked yeah. the end scene that they had together where they kind of realized like, you know what, we need to work together like they kind of agree that, you know, Joey's going to be allowed to have her time to still be a teenager. She doesn't, you know, Bessie doesn't want to completely take that away from her. Um, right. Yeah. yeah. I like Which the is growth good between them. I like the, I like yeah. that in season two, we are getting more, like even the conversation she had with Bessie about Dawson and this conversation. Like I like the growing relationship between her and uh, between Joey and Bessie because I feel like we didn't get a lot of that in season one. Yeah, me too. I think that I feel as though I felt like their relationship wasn't as close in the beginning of um, the series. But yeah, I do like how, you know, we're developing this relationship. We're getting an understanding on each other and like how they react to one another, like the responsibilities that they feel like they both have towards one another. So it is very interesting. Um, I like how like Bessie's like, I'll just have me and Jack work. It's like Jack, it like makes like the work like three times harder for you. How do you it's not like, know wait. how to mop, Jack? Like you don't oh, just like, dump yeah. the water dump all the on water. the floor. What are you Jack doing? Jack doesn't know how to mop. It's fine. It's fine. At least he's not breaking dishes at this moment. That's true. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a natural next step to move to Dawson and his family. Um, because yeah, I think like, we see, like you said, we see Mitch pull down the ladder 
and it's because like they yeah. caught them making out and all this stuff and he's like it's the end of an era like joey can't be climbing in your room anymore dawson calls himself a sexual being like it's a little ick. it's a little much it's, it's a little much ick. like can you ever it's imagine sick. saying that to your parents no come hmm. on yeah I mean, no, I don't imagine. I can't imagine me saying that I'm a sexual being to my parents. That's a that's a lot. Um, the argument, you know, is the argu- argument's flawed. Like, you know, he's saying that you have to let me grow up. Like, we're going to do what we're going to do. Like, there's nothing that's going to ultimately stop them. But so, like, why be a typical parent? Be a cool parent. Let's be alone. Like... Yeah. This is never going to fly if um, once again, we got to enable the open door policy. Yeah. It's like not happening, Dawson. Um, well, this I is, thought it was. Oh, no, sorry. Oh. I was just going to say that, like, I don't know where I land on this because, like, again, I'm not a parent, so I maybe I won't know until I am. But like, I Dawson has a decent point in that like oh well we're not gonna not have sex just because there isn't a ladder there like I don't agree with his like oh let me hang out alone unsupervised in my bedroom with Joey like no the door is gonna (laughs) remain open but like there is an argument there for like in my opinion if if you know your kid is going to have sex at least make sure they're having safe sex and not yeah not safe as in like don't do it by a dumpster or something like that like give them condoms or something just to make sure that they're prepared because we're obviously heading down that road but like i i agree like if i'm mitch i'm like well yeah maybe you're gonna have sex but you're not gonna have it like i'm not gonna give you an invitation to your bedroom with the door closed for you and joey to just be doing it while i'm home yeah, you have to sneak it under the covers like the rest of us. Well, that was the funny part is that then later on, Mitch is like, oh, the fear of getting caught was the exciting part. And Dawson's like, oh, you're trying to liven up my sex life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that you're, you know, I think that you're along the right lines. I think that um, your part as a modern adult um, is being honest with your kids about sex and then providing them healthy and safe options right. to do so because you have to be realistic the more you hide the you know the more likely they're going to go off and do things on their own or unresponsibility um unresponsibly mm-hmm. so if you're you know a parent to a girl getting her on whatever whatever birth control method you find is right for her what her and her gynecologist agree on if you have a son you know, buying them condoms. Right. Um, the best advice that I ever got when I was a teenager was if you're too embarrassed to buy condoms, then you're probably too young to be having sex. Mm, that's so, fair. Um, so like if you're like a teenager and you want to go buy condoms, but you're too embarrassed and you have to like ask like your friend to pick them up, then you're probably too immature mm-hmm. to be having sex. So... Yeah, Um, that's some advice that I was given when I was a teen by someone that was not my parent. But um, 
But yeah, I mean, I I was on birth control already, not even for oh yeah, same, um, not even for sex related. Yeah, reasons. and that's super common as well. So that's it's just common like, as well. I just thought that this was like this this scene between Dawson and Mitch was like relatable in a certain way. Like not that I would ever say mm-hmm. the stuff that Dawson is saying to his parents, <laughs> but no. like I feel like this is a common thing in most households that have teenagers in them that like something yeah. like this will happen where you get your first boyfriend or girlfriend. And, like, you have to keep the door open when they're over, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think we I mean, all... that's just... It's just, like, out of respect as Exactly. Well, I feel. And I think it, we all died laughing when Joey just pops out of the closet. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's just, like, you're not going to stop me. I mean, I am a little sad about the ladder. I feel like the ladder is, like, so iconic. Yeah. That, like, for the ladder to be gone for the rest of Dawson's Creek... I kind of am like sad about that. I hope the ladder comes back in some capacity. Yeah, I agree. I think it is an iconic thing that like that's that's their thing, right? Like Joey mm-hmm. climbs up the ladder into Dawson's room. So yeah, um, she yeah, has and, in his like, closet. Everybody in the creek knows about it too. Like Grams is like, I've seen that powder girl climb up that yes. ladder since she was seven years old. Like, you know, I, you know, everybody knows about the ladder, the ladder. And even like freaking what's his face? Um... Uh, Jen's ex-boyfriend stole the ladder. Bobby or something? I feel like, I feel like the ladder is like an extra character in the creek. It is. Like, it's, it's just an iconic image. And so to not have it there is like, it's really jarring. I'll tell you what, the ladder ranks higher than Jen in my rankings. I'm kidding. Actually, Jen's fun. But so, yeah, so... That's the deal with Dawson and his parents. Gail's like, I have no clue what's going on. Like, you're having sex. And it's like, no, not having sex. It has to come. I feel like it's coming. Like, I feel like they're talking about it so much that has to be. It has to come. Well, how many um, creek maybe, weeks have they been dating at this point? Do we know? Um, I would say probably like two or three creek weeks. Yeah, it hasn't been that very long yet. Not very long. But um, I think that there's Dawson's birthday. <laughs> I my prediction is that they're having sex on Dawson's 16th birthday. Interesting. OK, I think that like it's probably like he's like, this is the only thing that I want for my birthday. Yeah, please give it to me, Joey. I can totally see him doing that. Yeah, that's the thing. I feel like even though they're only a few weeks into their a few creek weeks into their relationship. Yeah, they've known each other for such a long time that like they're already like it feels like they're months into the relationship because they avoided the whole get to know you session. You know, do you think that they're ready? No, no, no. I don't think they're ready yet because I think they're still I will say. This episode, we'll get into Dawson and Joey. We obviously haven't discussed them yet. This episode was the most mature we've seen the both of them. And that, Mm -hmm. in my opinion, bodes well for their future. Because, like, I feel like in the past, we would have seen Joey get really upset about the whole Jen thing. Even though Dawson didn't tell her everything. Like, you know Joey senses what's going on. And so I think that that's a good sign for the relationship um, and kind of, like, the trust Especially after he read yeah. her diary, like, <clears throat> recently. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I I do think, I do think that they're not, I don't think they're quite there yet, in my opinion. But again, it, it happens when it happens, right? So, mm-hmm. um, do we want to just get Mitch, Mitch and Gail out of the way? Sure. I can't with them. 
So, um, Gail is salty, still salty about the open marriage thing. So they talk about it and then they decide, like, let's not do the open marriage. Like, I'm going to call it off. Like, you're not happy about it. Like, you know, like Gail's like, I'll do it if it'll make you happy. But I am not feeling it. So Mitch calls it off. So fine. Then Gail gets dropped off by the accounting dude. Yeah. Frank. And they do kiss. Goodbye, it's which is weird. Sus. Like, here's the thing. Like, it's obviously it's Mitch weird. needs to like, get over it and trust Gail again. Like, that's the whole point, right? If there's no trust, how are you supposed to move forward? But like, yeah. if if I don't know, like if I'm Gail, like, here's the thing. She can't every time that something ha- like she can't talk to any men at all. Like, that's kind of where I would feel like she's coming from. But in his mind, he's like. Why didn't you call me? I could have given you a ride. Do you think? But I think that if he didn't see them like peck each other goodbye, then he wouldn't have been all weird about. Oh. Um, yeah. Him why is she off. giving him? A, that's so weird. I wouldn't. I don't know. Peck that was a, a weird one. Yeah. 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 Um, so I feel like that's what made Mitch jealous. Right. But Gail's, Mitch's solution is so stupid. Like, no, oh, Mitch is a fucking moron. We're going to take the away the rules and then take away the need to trust you. What? Like, I'm sorry, no, it makes you no can't sense. have a marriage without trust. It makes no yeah. sense. Even in, yeah. in my opinion, if you're having an open marriage, you need even more trust than you would a regular marriage. That's a great point. Because, I agree with you. Yes, because, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. Obviously, it's different for everybody. But, like, in my opinion, what they're trying to do with this this version of an open marriage, it's not like polygamy. So this version of an open marriage, in my opinion, means, okay, it's Thursday night. I can go fuck whoever I want. And then we're married again on Friday. And then we're back doing our own married thing. So in my opinion, then, okay, you're trusting that your significant other isn't going to develop emotional feelings for somebody else, even though they're having sex with them. And that requires so much more trust. So that and like, you know, the whole thing is that it's like they have to promise to be honest with each other about what they're doing. Right. right? Yeah, because then they both get home and they're like, oh, what did you do? Like, I did this. I did that. And it's just they both look miserable. This is such a Mm -hmm. fucking stupid idea, Mitch. Like, you're an idiot. Like, I understand yeah. that you're upset and, like, I get that it would take time to trust somebody again. But to me, this obviously feels like the wrong answer. Yeah, this is this is not good. So, yeah, like, Gail, it's, it finally becomes Thursday. Gail, like, forgets, makes this, like, nice dinner for her and her family. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Mail's like, Mitch is like, uh, excuse me, it's Thursday. I got to bounce. I got plans. So what they ultimately do is Mitch is at a bar and like nobody's talking about him, uh, talking to him mm-hmm. because he looks miserable and looks like a loser. <laughs> Gail is like at first she's like, I'm just going to stay home. And then she's like, fuck this. Mm-hmm. So she decides to leave um, and tells Dawson, like, make sure if your dad asks, I'm out. Um having a good time <laughs> like make sure your dad knows yeah. make sure he knows it's so they both just you look put, so miserable yeah though. you put dawson into the middle of it again yep um and Mitch, dawson's like i have no fucking clue what's happening with my parents like they're a bunch of freaks like i don't know what to say mm-hmm. um and then gail just winds up at a coffee shop alone and then yeah they both come back home they get into bed together and they're like, did you have a good time? And they're like, yeah, like had a great time. Like it was like such a good time. So it's like very screwed up. They're both miserable. They're both mm-hmm. unhappy. But and they won't admit it. 
there, I have two points about this, and then we can move on from stupid Mitch and Gail. One, you take away the ladder, right? And you tell, like, you take Joey out of Dawson's room, and then you both go out on a Thursday and leave him home alone with Joey. I know, it's which so would have been a stupid. very, very good time for them. But no, he has to work on oh, his project yeah, with Jen. But I'm just saying, it's like it's just very funny to me. It's just like, okay, you guys, I'm taking away the ladder. You can't have your door closed with Joey anymore. Oh, by the way, see you later. We both have Thursday <clears> plans. And then come come in through the front door. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, do it anywhere. Whatever. Do it on our bed. Do it on the couch. Do it on the kitchen floor. Mm-hmm. Wherever you want. Um, and do it so, in all of the above. Yes, all just the make above. a checklist all throughout the house. <laughs> Once you put it Check on a object. put it magnetize that shit to the fridge. You know what I mean? Keep your checklist on the fridge so we can all see it. Um, I mean, <laughs> pre issues. Gail and Mitch totally did that. Oh my gosh! You know they uh, christened that house all over the place. 100%. All over, all over. Um, my other. How many? Never mind. <laughs> Like, okay, like, do you think that you've done it in, like, half the rooms in your house? Uh, no. No? I mean, we have, like, a basement and everything, too. Yeah. Our bathroom is have- the tiniest room you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> you don't have creepy, dusty sex in the basement? What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> you haven't been in the shower? Never mind. Never mind. Water is not a lubricant, people. Just saying. Um, okay okay anyway so yeah so um i forget what my other point was oh my other point about mitch and gail <laughs> good i don't even want to hear it i just want i just want to ask you an appropriate question <laughs> my other point about mitch and gail is that like okay we're three episodes into this season i have a feeling this is like a whole season long arc with them and i'm just not this here is episode three that's what i'm saying i feel like we're already three episodes in and we're still like it's still being harped on like don't you get the feeling that we're in for a long ride with this It'll be done by um, the end of the season. Um, I guarantee you. Actually, that's what I'm saying. If you don't, if you don't want to hear spoilers, skip thirty seconds ahead. I'm gonna say something really mean. I hope Mitch dies sooner than later, so I don't have to hear the storyline anymore. <laughs> like I'm just saying. I don't disagree. It's I hope so that that's how it ends. It's like just yeah. divorce or don't divorce. Get over it. I can't. Divorce or die. Yes. Those are your options. Um, <laughs> now that we're back from our spoiler free podcast. Yes, we are. I swear that's the only spoiler I know. Like, no, that's okay. That's the only thing I know. Where would you like to go next? Who would you like to talk about next? Where would I like to go next? I would say, uh, I mean, let's continue on the Dawson train. Choo choo. Uh Da- uh, Joey and Dawson it's not that much like they didn't yeah, really have anything didn't to do with one together. another which was fine actually you know what I'm feeling this I was very pessimistic about the relationship at the end of last season I said there would anything but this anything but this yeah it's not that bad it's not that bad I like them together I think yeah. that you know I think they're getting better and better with each episode I think that they're like kind of healthy like, no way not toxic I completely agree with right? you and I think that like we see good points of Dawson here because he's yeah. like I mean he's he's talking about Joey and her future like he's he's pumping her up right like he's oh you can do this you know what I mean like oh I'm happy that you see a future for yourself yeah like I really liked Dawson this episode I felt like he was really good with Joey like he just he knew the right things to say to make her feel better and like Mm -hmm. not only that but I felt like it was 
I don't know. How did you feel about if you're Dawson, do you tell Joey about the Jen stuff? There obviously was an opportunity, right? There was a ton of opportunities for him to say, listen, I don't want to make you uncomfortable, but I just want to let you know Jen was hitting on me. Like I didn't do anything. I told her I wasn't comfortable with it, but I wanted to let you know. Like, should he say that? Should he bother saying that? (sighs) The thing is, is that in a perfect world, yes, Dawson should tell Joey that. But we know that Joey's going to blow up about it. And so it's like, it's hard. It's very hard. I can understand why Dawson would not. But if they're going to have like a relationship of complete transparency, then he should. Because you know, you know that at, like Jen's going to go back to Abby and be like, look, like I kissed right. him. And Abby's going to be like, go right up to Joey and be like at the copier machine and be like, isn't it so crazy that Dawson and Jen kissed the other day? Like, don't you hate it when boys are not yeah. loyal to you? Like, you know that it's going to, like, come back around. It's going to be, like, Abby stirring shit up. Yeah. And, like, you know it's going to become a bigger deal because Dawson didn't say anything. Yeah. And I think if you're Dawson, you want to control the narrative. You want to control yeah. the story. And I right. think that, like... I understand why. Here's the thing. Like, this is where I give Dawson the credit, and I understand why he doesn't say anything. Because he doesn't want to cause tension. And I think he honestly, I think he feels bad for Jen. And I don't think he Mm -hmm. wants to cause more strife in her life with Joey, right? Like, I think he wants everything to just blow over and him to get this project over with and go back to Joey and live happily ever after, right? But I, like, I totally get why he doesn't tell her. But I do think he probably should have mentioned it even if it's after the project right wait until it's all over with because if you do it in the middle of the project joey's gonna freak out and everything well Um, yeah like at the last scene um with them together it's like they're kissing and then like abby and jen are like get a room and like joey's like what's that about and dawson's like i have no idea and then that's like the appropriate time to be like Look, I got to tell you something like Jen was coming on to me like the whole yes. time. Especially like, she because she was wearing that dress. Yes, she yes. like l- like brought me into like, OK, this is like Dawson should have been like, here are my boundaries. We're not going up to my bedroom. We're That's, going to stand yes. outside in front of my house. You're not even coming in. You don't even get to come in. Like, I agree you know, with you. I think that um, like if I had one gripe with Dawson, it's that mm-hmm. he knew what was happening and could have like cut it off sooner yeah, but he like, could have created more boundaries between yeah them. i think he could have been a little bit better about that and i do think though that like if i'm reading the situation correctly i guarantee dawson in his head was like is she coming on to me no that can't be right and you know what i mean i think yeah. it took too long for him to I realize mean, what was happening for dawson this is so confusing because if you think about it like this they're together, like everything's fine in Dawson's like stupid little head. Yes. There's a couple of things about like Dawson messing up and being like judgmental about like the slut shaming. Then like ex-boyfriend comes in, world is blown up, like he breaks up she breaks up with him, like quote unquote out of nowhere, says like, I don't want to date anybody. She starts dating Cliff. Then she's like, I don't want to be friends with you. I don't want to date you. I don't want to be friends with you. Then she's like, I want to be friends with you. Like, why don't you do pranks on me? And then after that, she's like, I want to be friends with you. Yeah. And it's like, okay. And then she's like, I'm I want to date you again. And then he's like, 
Um, and then he's like, what the fuck? Yeah. And then he's like, no, 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 no. Like, I'm good. And then she still comes on to him. It must be very confusing yes. for Dawson. And all to of be this like, what is, is within, like, a few months. A month. Like, it's not that Unfortunate. much time that all this no. is going down. It's confusing. Yeah, it's it definitely confusing, confusing for anybody. And I think that, like, in my opinion... Jen has now turned a corner where she's like a cat and like she, like he, she's playing with her food before she eats it. Like she's like toying mm-hmm. with him. And so yeah. I think that like it's tough to be Dawson in this situation. Um yeah. and I guess we I can, will Oh sorry. Yeah, I will say before we move on to like Dawson and Jen, which I assume we're going to next. Right. I will say that I think that Dawson is his best self when he's with Joey. I agree. I think so. Yeah. I I like a lot of what I'm seeing with Dawson in this like first three episodes, and I think that he's like kind of a good boyfriend to Joey. Like I like I'm thinking yeah. back to last episode where he's like reading the diary, which um not great, you know, not great if that's like you know your opinion of that but i don't I, think I, that's I do the th- worst thing I, he's done in the run of the show so it's like no i don't think it's the worst thing he's done so yeah. i i think that like he's this is like the happiest i've seen him i feel like this is the most comfortable i've seen him the most secure um so i like yeah. i like this pairing a lot more than i would think yeah oh and so. before we move on to dawson and jen i will just say because we we don't really have a spot for it so this kind of fits right here is like joey meeting with that the woman and like kind of pointing out the problems and the designs of the restaurants she was designing for all of that i felt so happy for joey because i just all i want is for her to realize like her own potential i feel like she's so hard on herself all the time yeah. and like yeah. for her to realize like wow maybe like there is a future in this for me like this woman sees potential like i think she has a tough time accepting compliments from people who know and love her because she doesn't think they're mm-hmm. very genuine and so to have like a person who is a successful single mother that she looks up to that she looks up to saying those things about her really just kind of reinforced that for her and I just felt so happy for Joey yeah yeah I felt happy too like they Laura this interior designer slash Mm -hmm. artist slash mother is like kind of the epitome of like you can have your cake and eat it too like you can be like a family person and then get a further education and start a career like later in life like this woman was obviously like 34 <laughs> like and she's like had like this whole life ahead of her yeah. or before her so um and yeah like she offered joey an internship whenever she was ready for that like it's a big lots deal. of like good opportunities for joey like i think that that's what joey i mean honestly take a, te- a step back from the ice house and like get this relative experience like even if she doesn't want to be an interior designer like working into it in an office and like working under like right. someone that could be your mentor would be a great opportunity for joey looks great on those Yale applications, applications yeah. wherever she's gonna wind up um does this go it has to go this has this show does it go into college years maybe a little bit it has to because there are six seasons Although this season, you're not season, telling me anything. Although this season, um, we're still in the same school year as season one. But season, so are they in tenth grade or they're they in tenth grade still? But season one was a short season, so maybe that changes for season three. Like maybe this will be the end of their sophomore year at the end of the season. 
Um, okay. But who knows? I don't I don't know for sure. College years. Yeah. This is like where it's like we're going to all go to the same college. Like whoop do you yeah. fucking do? It's going to be like, oh, talk about um, talk about Jen's like uh, like slutty years or whatever. It's like wait till they get to college. <laughs> <laughs> Jen's dead by then. Yeah. Oh, my God. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. So let's move on to Dawson and Jen because we were already kind of talking about them anyway. They get so they get assigned. Yeah, they get paired up to this project. They're a wealthy couple. Dawson's a stockbroker and Jen is an engineer and they have kids and they're looking at like Ivy League schools for their children. Yeah. Immediately, Jen makes me so uncomfortable with she gets closer and closer to Dawson. She's like, oh, my gosh, it feels like uh, we're talking like we're actually married. Like, ha, 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 ha. It's like Jen. Yeah. They're like, oh, this can be us down the line. It's like, oh, no. It was so So, cringe. So cringe. Yeah. Um, You know, she's saying that, like, they're very compatible. Like, they agree with everything that they talked about. And they're like playing house marriage um you know she says that there's moments that she feels like nothing has changed and like dawson's like and once again they're in this time they're in jen's room dawson's automatically getting like a weird vibe and he's like decides to leave and jen's like you know dawson i'll always be there for you my door is always open for you if you know what i mean and wink, dawson's wink, like, nudge, I, nudge. yeah dawson's like i think i know what you mean and i don't want it yeah, like goodbye can i also yeah. say shocking mm-hmm. that grams lets them hang out alone in jen's bedroom don't Where's you grams? think that grams would let jen's like make jen sit at the dining room table to do the project together but the door was open, so... Even still, Grams is way yeah. more strict than Mitch and Gail. Like, shocking. Oh, well, actually, like, you didn't see it, but Grams is actually in the same room, like, sitting on a chair, <laughs> like, just watching this all, all right, go Jennifer, down. no hanky-panky now. <laughs> yeah, like, she's right there in the corner of the room. I get to like totally see that being weirdo. true, like, watching every little move they make and be like, yeah. now, Jennifer, don't be a little slut now, you hear? <laughs> Grams has the yardstick, and as soon as they get a certain distance, she's like, okay, gotta take out the yardstick, like, two yardsticks apart, please. Yes. Please back it up. Um. So, yeah, so now, like, now it's t- the day before the project's due, now they have to go to Dawson's house, like we were talking about before. Yeah. She walks up in a borrowed dress, borrowed by Abby. Yeah. Um, And, I mean, I'm not going to say that it's, like, a slutty dress. It's just tight and short. It's just different. Here's the thing. It's different than what she normally wears. She usually wears, like, a turtle mock turtleneck with pants or a (laughs) floral dress okay okay this is what i'm gonna have to say um this dress on abby does not look the same as it does on jen because of their bodies yeah abby i I mean and what i mean by that is that uh 
Michelle Williams is gifted oh, on the top. Oh, chestier. Yeah, chestier. of course. I listen. Abby's flatter, so it doesn't it doesn't look the same. No, you know and what I, I mean? think that's this is the struggle of being uh, for all you men girl. out there. Yeah, if you have mm-hmm. a larger chest, anything you wear. I I had these growing pains yeah. when I was a teenager. Literally, any top I wore made it look like I was trying to show off my boobs. When in reality, I was just trying to not. Look like I was trying to show, <laughs> and then yeah, and then this is why you're wearing a sweatshirt, and this is why I wear yes. turtlenecks all the time. Yes, because you get insecure yeah. about it. And again, yep. this is because of. So anybody out there who's ever made fun of somebody for like showing off too much cleavage, if someone had like a larger chest, it's like don't do that because it's the slut shaming society that we live in that forces teenage girls to think that if they wear anything that shows the slightest bit of cleavage, they're going to be thought of as a slut like that's yeah I mean honestly yeah I don't wear the types of tops that I wore when I was like a late teen or something that showed more of it my chest because I got insecure about it so yeah Yeah. like that's absolutely true yeah and I totally agree Um, with you but yeah obviously this dress is meant to symbolize like Jen going through her sandy moment of like you're the one that I want moment you know mm -hmm. and yeah she like it's so much worse this time. Like it was bad oh, enough yeah. in her bedroom. It's bad. She offers him yeah. a massage. Like it's too much. Like I'm sorry, consent is important, Jen. Like don't touch him if he doesn't yeah. want to be touched. Oh yeah, she's like I'm so tired. Um, I can barely go across the way. I to don't go even to think bed. I can make it next door, bitch. Yeah, so she's just like I can barely make it across the way. Um, so yeah, she's trying to seduce him. Her like straps are falling off. If I'm Dawson, I'm like, you could crawl next door. Like, get moving. Move it along. I know the ladder is not there anymore, but please just exit from that window immediately. (laughs) It's so it's so awkward. And finally, like Dawson is like, all right. Uh, you know, I'm not oblivious. Is that normally you, what you'd wear to a study session? Don't you find this humiliating? I thought that might have been like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't like that line, to be honest. I think that yeah. was a bit too far, in my opinion, because. I oh, mean, wait, she even says, can I sleep over? Yes. Yes. Like, can I sleep in your bed with you? Like, like no. no. And then dude. she's like, and then he's like, this is not appropriate. Like, I don't want to have, I don't want you to sleep with me. Yeah. And she's like, Dawson, how dare you think of that? Like, you can you yeah. not handle it? It's like. So now you're gaslighting him being like, no, yes. this is not what I was saying when you were obviously saying right. that. And here's the thing. Um, like, mm-hmm. we both, I think we both agree that like what Jen is doing is obviously like not right, wrong thing to do, whatever. But this is the most interesting Jen has been. Like, Oh, no. I don't hate. Okay. Okay. Like, honestly, I don't hate Jen. Like, this is interesting. Like, this oh, of is. Of course, it makes for good TV. Like, even Abby said something like, Along these lines later on at some point, like, what does she say? She's like, um, like, I am so excited about your New York City regression. Um, yes. You know, old naughty Jen, like, can't wait to see her come through because the new Jen isn't working. Yes. And it's like, I think that's not what I think that's what the producers in the writer's room were saying. Like, yes. new Jen's not working. We need old naughty Jen, like bring her in yeah and Jen even says I got bored and decided to liven things up a little bit and that's when she kisses Dawson which again like in my opinion this is not the time to make your move Jen like if you want to get Dawson back 
It's only a matter of time till Dawson and Joey find a reason to break up, and then you make your move. <laughs> like very that, very. And that, not yeah. only that, but well, I might just add, I don't know that you want to have sex with a virgin Dawson. I feel like wait until he has sex with Joey, gets a little bit better at it, and then seduce him. Like why? I, yeah, but you know that Jen's gonna have to be doing all the teaching either way. Right, but I'm just saying, like, still, do you want to have that awkward first encounter? I mean, not really. So I would just wait a little bit. No. Um, no, yeah. So, yeah, you know, I think that she feels pretty grody about all this. Like, you she know, makes you a get face that, when she leaves. Yeah. yeah, you get that, like, that shot of the face that you always yeah. get in dramas, like, contemplating why you get yourself in this position. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, like, bad on Jen bad on Dawson for putting himself in this position um he did not have to let her in his bedroom I just think that like if we're to Dawson's credit he may have like suspected what was going on when she was like oh we're gonna go somewhere comfortable but like it's not necessarily his fault I would just say that like maybe he could have once he realized what was happening said maybe we should go to the dining room or something like that but yeah. i don't feel like I, it's- I mean i'll tell you something like as soon like i wouldn't want my boyfriend inviting any other women into yeah, the bedroom. bedroom that's fair. no bedroom no bedroom action that's fair dining room or outside or go There's to the so library many places to work yeah go to the library why do we have to go over to each other's houses yeah Ridiculous. Um, let's move because we're already talking about Jen. Let's talk about Jen and Abby because the disaster duo I, back at it again. Yes, I love that nickname for them. I mean, obviously, Abby is a god sent, a gift sent from the gods. <laughs> we love her. Yeah. I love literally everything oh, she says. Gosh. Like she's like, oh, they're ta- oh, they're two meatheads. Um, like Abby can't believe she's friends with someone who only has eyes for Dawson. <laughs> <laughs> Which I love. Yeah, that she's like he makes me ill. Yes. Uh, she says that the gym junkies are so disast it's so disgusting, it's almost erotic. Yes. I um, love she's great. She's, she's honestly so a Kenny, treat. Though. Like Oh my god, line- why is she so mean to Kenny? Poor Kenny? But everyone's mean to Kenny. Everybody, like even in econ class, they're all laughing at Kenny. I know. Even I the teachers so like yeah, even the teacher's like, ha, 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 like, you need to get marriage counseling. It's yeah. like, why is everybody so mean to Kenny? Yeah. And, like, I I feel like she could, like, you, the saying is, like, you get more flies with honey or whatever the hell. Like, she could have been nicer to Kenny and, like, manipulated him into doing the work versus berating him and just being like, ew, Kenny, like, get away from me and go finish our project. I have a demanding <laughs> social life. Like, she's so it's mean to poor Abby. Kenny. Abby, what the fuck? So, yeah. Um... Throughout this entire episode, we have Abby just hyping Jen up to, you know, regress to naughty, naughty Jen Mm -hmm. from New York, Um, you know, and between like hyping her up to like seduce Dawson and then simultaneously like um, making fun of Dawson and like dragging him. So it's like, Yeah. yeah, so like and you know joey along with it like you know um yeah i think it's funny though that like i love abby so much and yet she's the one who's doing like telling jen to do the things where i'm like oh jen that's so cringy like i just think it's funny (laughs) that like for some reason abby just like tickles me like she calls jen a sex kitten i think what it is 
is that Jen or Joe or excuse me, Abby just wants Jen to be happy. So she's like hyping mm-hmm. her up. Like she's a very good hype woman, I think. Like oh, yeah. she's a really good best friend, but we can see that she's a very bad enemy. To- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I also love how she's like Kenny, what do you think about Joey Potter? And Kenny's like, she's hot. And she's like, shut up. You're a loser. You don't know anything. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, she's like, you know, Joey might be pretty, but she's not you. Yeah. And yeah. So then she's like, you need to slut it up. Um, Borrow my dress. Yeah. I what were you thinking so far of the Abby Jen friendship? Oh, I mean, it's delightful television, horrible for Jen, but delightful television. Yeah. Happy for Abby that she finally has a friend. But yeah, I think this is like it wouldn't mm-hmm. surprise me if this has happened to Abby in the past where like she's brought someone down so low to her level and then they eventually just up. are like, I can't be this awful person anymore. But what does Abby want? What does Abby want from life? Like, does she want like she's supposed to have fun? Wants that fun. That's okay. my guess. I think she I've just enjoys. Never experienced that before. I just in- assume she enjoys being the tornado. Like she loves being the Tasmanian devil who just <gasps> leaves disaster in her wake. Like we saw what happened in the detention episode. She just loves yeah. be leaving behind a fucking mess for people to deal with. And she's out skis. Do you know anybody like Abby? I don't know a soul like her. No, not anybody. And that's why I love her as a character. I just think she's like such, she's so toxic that it makes her fascinating. (laughs) Yeah. Great TV. Love it. Would not want to have this person in my life in real life. Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Um, Yes. Firecracker. So funny. um, Shall we move on to Pacey and Andy? Yeah, so Pacey and Andy get paired up in economics as well. Yep. Um, so we get Andy um, really spiraling because she did not get to take notes from econ. Mm-hmm. She, I don't know what she was up to. I forget, but. She left her she backpack missed- in her locker so she couldn't, like, um, she couldn't do she the could- reading or something. She, she, okay. So didn't take notes, asked Pacey for the notes of course Pacey doesn't have it um and Andy's like I don't want to get called on like I'm this is going to be so bad and Pacey's like just like pass it's not a big deal um Andy should have asked Joey for the notes yeah and you know that Joey would have like a full set of notes like Joey's like probably the best student in the class yeah I think besides that, like, Kenny I th- I do think that's slightly surprising. I would I find it less surprising that she didn't ask Joey if she didn't already have that interaction with her about Jack. But she's talked to Joey before, so she yeah. like and maybe maybe Joey just gave off like really like don't fucking talk to me vibes. Like <laughs> Joey think? can have a bit of RBF. So I wonder <laughs> if think. like yeah. Andy got that vibe. And listen, I highly relate to Andy. Like this was me. Like if I wasn't prepared for a class, like I would be freaking out just like Andy was. Like I totally get it. And if I was paired with Pacey mm-hmm. on a project like this that was worth 30% of my grade and I knew Pacey was like a huge slacker, like I'd be pissed and I'd be doing everything that Andy's doing and getting really annoyed with Pacey that all he cares about is some stupid fucking car. Like, <laughs> yeah, totally relatable um, content. But I feel like Andy would also pay attention in class to so the fact that she couldn't like oh, just pull out what's the difference between micro versus macro. But maybe economics. it was in the reading and they didn't learn it in class. 
Oh, you think so? Mm-hmm. Okay, that would make sense. So yeah, now we get to econ class and we can like dip into like these pairings and the assignment. I mean, it was a microeconomics assignment of the family lifestyle. Right. So that's where we get the alternative lifestyle thing. So it's essentially they're assigned a partner and then from a hat and they have to like figure out like a family budget mm-hmm. and Things like that. Um, so the groups were, as we talked about, Andy and Pacey. They're a lower middle class family with three kids. Mm-hmm. Pacey's a bus driver. Andy's a sales clerk. Mm-hmm. Um, Abby and Kenny, we don't know like what their family lifestyle is, but we know that Abby didn't do an ounce of work. Right. Um, Trey and Jeff, the aforementioned meatheads from the beginning of the episode, they're a same-sex couple. They're well-to-do. One's a pediatrician. The other's an advertising executive. They have, like, this big wedding to plan. Yeah. I will so, say I appreciated that they made them just pick out of a hat and didn't have it, like, yeah. oh, men can only mm-hmm. pick women and all of that. And I thought that mm-hmm. the interaction between uh, those guys at the ice house was very funny. It was pretty funny. I really yeah, liked it really that. Funny. It was a funny touch. Yeah. Uh, Dawson and Jen, they're um, a wealthy couple. Dawson's a stockbroker. Jen's an engineer. They have two college uh, kids in college, like we were talking about before. House on the beach. Annual income is 400K, which will get you pretty much nowhere these days. Um, I mean, I wouldn't sniff at 400K, but still, um, you're not sending two kids to Harvard on a 400K annual salary between the two of them. I don't think. Uh, you could. I mean, not an Ivy League college, but state college. Harvard. I just said Harvard. Oh, then no, you're not. Um, and Um, and inflation, if we looked it up, that would be a lot more nowadays. Oh, okay. So I forget about the inflation. Yeah. And then Joey Joey is a successful single mother raising two kids on her own. Yes, Um, that's rough. So Pacey and Andy obviously have to, like... The whole conflict between them is that they're a lower middle class family. So Andy is trying to budget for them. But PC mm-hmm. thinks that she's just being a spoiled brat because uh, he like we've talked about this in the past. In the past couple episodes, she drives a fancier car. He knows where she lives. And he's like, oh, that's like a ritzy oh, excuse me, part of town. So he just assumes that she's super rich. Um, And this really offends Andy, like to the point where we've Mm -hmm. seen Andy upset with Pacey. But like to me, this was like very obviously he hit a pain point for her and her reaction made him realize like, shit, I really I really fucked up. Yeah, but he doesn't know like why or how like, you know, he says like, you don't get it. Like this is just playing house for you. Like people in the real world are really struggling. You're just doing this for a project. Right. Um. And yeah, like she runs off, she cries, and then she he's like, I don't know what I did. I don't know what this was about. So Yeah, what did you he, think of Pacey's strategy? Because obviously he didn't go to the ice house just to get a cup of coffee. Like, what do yeah, you think of his strategy of, of getting information out of Jack? I think it's good. Like, you know what? At least he's trying to understand what the heck is going on. Like, I don't think the approach is calling her bipolar is like very appropriate, but um, or yeah, he asks, like, oh, are, is she on some type of medication? Because she just... Like, ridiculous. Ridiculous. No, you're just a fucking thing. asshole, Pacey. Yeah. Like, you're a jerk. It was the way... Um, yeah, the wording was not great, I think, would have been yeah. said differently nowadays. I think yeah. the better approach is, like, oh, shit, like, I really upset your sister. Can yeah. you give me, like, some background? It's, obviously, yeah. he's a teenage boy. He's not sensitive to that type of thing. But, <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. And then... So, we, yeah. So, like, yeah. No, go, go ahead. No, you go. 
So we find out that um, Jack is like, oh, it couldn't be further from the truth. Basically, they used to be rich, kind of like a Schitt's Creek type of thing. They used to be rich. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. yeah. Now they the, those days are over. He has this job yeah. for a reason. His family needs money. And that the yeah. only reason they still have that fancier car is just like that's the last thing that they were yeah. able to salvage or whatever. Yeah. The the phrase was, um, this is these are the last artifacts from a decaying dynasty. Exactly. So we get a vibe that Um, Andy's home life is in like the sparkles and rainbows that Pacey thought it was and that maybe they have more in common than Pacey originally thought. Right. Because he his whole argument was like, I'm the black sheep of my family. Like, I can't do anything right. Like, you're so lucky that you are rich and privileged and have all these opportunities that I don't have. Yeah. Um, It turns out they have more in common than they thought. And I loved the moment. They're in econ class. Andy... And I love Petty Andy. My God, I love Petty Andy. She's like, (laughs) I did my half of the assignment solely from the wife's perspective. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, very funny. I would totally see Um, myself pulling something like that. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Or piss me off. I'm sure. Yeah, so... um, yeah, but then Pacey feels very bad that he, like, kind of messed this up. So As he, he should. did, like, a very good, comprehensive project. And he said that, you know, both me and Andy did this project. Um, wonder how that breaks down in comparison to, like, her project, but whatever. It looks fairly comprehensive. My guess would be they'd yeah. get, like, a B versus, like, an A-plus if she did it. Um, but mm-hmm. because of course Maybe. he gave them the fucking viper, Pacey. Why? Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, we have a one bedroom apartment, bitch. Yeah, ridiculous, <laughs> ridiculous. Um, um, but nonetheless, she appreciates that he did the work and like mm-hmm. he came through and he's he apologizes, which I think is like, I'm not surprised because like I feel like if anyone apologizes, like Pacey is the one to apologize. Yeah. Like he's not the type of person to not be apologetic. Right. He's um. You know, he understands when he does wrong and he admits to it. So um, they're having fun. They're flirting like he like kind of like wants to know more, but mm-hmm. she's not giving it to him quite yet. Um, and then as they're walking past, we see a car, mm-hmm. a convertible and a woman in a mirror. And it's fucking Tamara. Yeah. What the heck? Oh, my yeah. God. I, I honestly, I said this before. I said this to you, like, when I watched it. Literal chills. It was just, I wasn't anticipating it at that yeah. moment. Like, you know, you and me talked about, like, her coming back. Like, that, I said, like, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if she came back. But I, you know, I would have thought that she would have came back in the first season. I wasn't, I honestly, like, thought that I was like out the window yeah. at this point. I wasn't expecting her at this point. So I think it's because I wasn't expecting it. It's actually the perfect time for her to come back. Like, let's surprise the viewers. Like, yeah. let's like turn the tables. It makes perfect sense now. There was a call out or a call back in either the last episode or the episode before where Andy said something about dating older women and like Pacey was like, oh, yeah, like, wouldn't that be crazy or like something mm-hmm. like that? So there is a clue that it could have came. And although like I caught the like the reference to yeah. Pacey being like, that's like 
crazy to date like an older woman or whatever he said i i still didn't catch on that that was like a little bit of like foreshadowing yeah. um, so what do you think's gonna like happen from here because we obviously have like pacey and andy are now getting along like they obviously at the very least have a, a the very base level friendship happening as like as far as we really know he's the only person andy's really hanging out with right like she hasn't really made many other friends that we can see yeah um, how do you see this I think impacting Tam- that? Yeah, I think that Tamara came back just to check in on how everything was. Like, she left very suddenly. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's maybe just, like, surveying the land. She's probably been thinking about Pacey uh, and probably wanted to talk to him. Like, I don't know if, like, maybe she wanted to apologize to him. But should, I yeah. think that, as she should, but I think that the fact that he's talking to Andy whatever way like she's gonna interpret it as like Pacey's moved on which is probably gonna make her jealous which is probably going to initiate something else and we're probably not gonna have to go through this again it's like did the last season not even happen like hello like I thought we got over this now we're back to the Mitch and Gail stuff now Mm -hmm. we're back to like you know all this crap like I think it's gonna be now the interesting thing is did Pacey learn that he doesn't need Tammy he could you know Live his life without her. Yeah. Is that the lesson that Pacey's learned? Is he going to shoo her away? Yeah. Um, I don't know. We yeah. will see. The funny thing but- is, is I usually have you like guess what the next episode is about, but literally the title of the next episode is Tamara's Return. <laughs> so it's <laughs> like, just, they just really put it really all out there. Put it on blast. They? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, obviously we don't need to go over that. Um, but yeah. I did. You know, I heard somebody refer to this season as. What? Pacey's Pond. Pacey's Pond. Pacey's Pond. So I don't know if that means like they wish that the show was called Pacey's Pond or Um, that this is a very Pacey heavy season. I just also think like this, I felt like season one, he wasn't fully himself yet. So I think Mm -hmm. like it also could just be a reference of like season two is really like Pacey coming into his own as a character. Mm -hmm. Like I totally could see that being true. I mean, maybe it it could be that it's more Pacey centric as well. Um, I can't do, you know, five more episodes of Pacey and and Tamara. Yeah, me neither. I don't want it. Me neither. Um, So do we want to do I have my sassy saying ready if you want to hear it. Yeah, yeah. This What's is sassy obviously saying? from Abby, because who else am I going to choose? Um, yeah. And she says, are you going to be passive and piss me off? Or are you going to grab him by the dipstick and make me proud? Yeah, that whole scene was very <laughs> funny. Like, Just jerking so my gherkin. Yes. Like, humping the pillows. Like, that whole scene was, like, very funny mm-hmm. in terms of, like, anything that Abby said was hilarious. She cracks me up so much. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I didn't recognize any songs in I terms of there, um, like you know, nineties mm-hmm. song, notable nineties songs. Um, but so we have a bunch of feedback. Okay. Um, so first of all, um, Ben Cohen reached out to us and kind of critiqued our singing, which is fine. Because <laughs> We were really into singing the song. Uh-huh. So he wrote to us. Hands. Yeah. So um, he said, I fell in love with the theme song when I bought the DVDs. If I remember right, 
Paula Cole song was on the season one DVDs, but not seasons two through six. Oh. So even if you buy the DVDs, it's not on this there, is which bullshit. is surprising. If you're going to spend the money on the DVDs, give me the fucking th- proper theme song. Come on I know. now. Apparently, the song in its entirety was recorded only for the DVDs and subsequently streaming theme song for Dawson's Creek. So, OK, so basically, obviously, the DVDs came before streaming and the song was for the DVDs. Makes sense. Um, He sent us the song um, so that we don't have to sing anymore. If we want. <laughs> and I didn't, suggestion. Don't a sing. subtle, a subtle suggestion. Um, and the. He tweeted at us. Like, I didn't realize, like, this song had a name. Like, I didn't even know. Like, the song is called Run Like Mad, which I didn't even know. And it is by Jan Arden. So, um, so he also tweeted at us and said, like, LOL, love your Dawson's podcast. But can I please send you the Jan Arden (laughs) Run Like Mad MP3? It's literally only 30 seconds long. The artist only recorded that small clip. I mean, you can keep singing dot 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 if you want. So sorry, our singing was not up to par, (laughs) but whatevs. I know it sucked. Um, Andy, Ben continues. Andy was probably my favorite character when she was introduced. Thought I'd share. Um, yeah. So thank you so much. I'm sorry. I, I'll try to sing better. Um, (laughs) I've listened to the song and if we ever want to bring up the song again, we'll, we'll play the MP3. (laughs) Um, next up we have a, uh, email from Trent Burns. Um, hello, Creek Freaks. First off, I want to say I finally caught up with you guys. It took me two months to get current on the pod. Have been watching Dawson's Creek since it originally aired, and it's been amazing to hear your breakdown every episode, one after another. Thank you. Oh, thank, thank you so you. much. I'm glad you're all caught up. Um, the coverage has been very fun. My first TV teen crush was the one and only Joey Potter, mm. a.k.a. Katie Holmes. Um which I can totally see that. Because she's the she girl next door. She's literally like so the girl So pretty. So pretty. Um, you might be interested to know that I bought the DVD complete series a few years ago. And the theme song is omitted from those DVDs as well. Oh, so yes. they wrote in too. I yes, love that. Thank you. So it's not just a Netflix thing. It was first on the DVDs. And then when it started streaming, that's when they, they also use the same song. So good to know. Anyways, keep up the good work. I always looking forward. I always look forward to see your podcast pop up on my feed, Trent. Um, and he claims that he is Team Dawson. <gasps> Interesting. Whoa. Hot, 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 spicy take. And then we have an email from our friend Dirtbag Kelly. Kelly writes, I believe what Sarah was going for <laughs> going for for the TV school crush thing. Um was a grade school slash high school crush with um <laughs> tough question. I still don't know what I'm I was trying to say, by the way, but TV school crush is not only a thing. Kelly is able to translate what you were trying to say. <laughs> he knows. He's the one person that knows. Tough question. First the, um my third first thought was Claire Danes from my so called life. Okay. Which by the way, Kelly, if you did not 
listen to our coverage on um, my so-called life on the pilot season podcast, please hop over um, and listen to us cover that. Yes, that's pilot. That was so much fun. If you want to go listen, that was a lot of fun with my pilot. Yeah. Pilot S Z N. Listen to that. That was a lot of fun. But my first crush was probably Lisa Bonet, more from a different world um, than the Cosby show. Then moved to Freddie, Cree Summers, also on a different um, show. Honorable mentions go to Carrie Russell, obviously, from Mm -hmm. Felicity. Amy Danlis from uh, Sweet, uh, uh, Sweet Valley High. Um, Nikki Cox, Unhappily Ever After. He is crushing um, my- all over the place. <laughs> my age-appropriate crush at the time was probably Larissa Olin. I can't even say. Oh, um, from Se- uh, from Secret Life of Alex Mack. Oh, um, yes. We yes. know that show. Yep. He says it's not, it, it could be a Canadian show. It's not. We saw that, too. Yep. Um, and then, yes, Andy McPhee is high on the list. Mm-hmm. Also, I clearly age myself with these answers. I mean, I've, like, seen a lot of these shows. Oh, my gosh. So. Lisa Bonet is beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful. She was in um, Big Little Lies, and I loved her yes. character in that show. She is, like, insanely gorgeous. I mean, she got Jason Momoa, so. Exactly. If, okay. Um, also, um, thank you, Jerbrad Kelly, but you said October 21st, 1998. Much appreciano. Okay, on to the episode. The ladder finally comes down. Kind of a big thing, I guess. It was a big thing. It was. It was. Thing. Yeah, wait, it is a big I thing. I don't know why this bothers me, but of course, Dawson doesn't have a backpack, and I don't even know why. Um, what it's called, but I hate, hate it. Um Dawson never wears a backpack to school. I always notice Joey's backpack and, and Jen's backpack. Joey always has a backpack, yeah. yeah. I also really like, uh, I think it was Abby's backpack this episode. <laughs> so everybody gets a partner, but Joey? feel like the teacher should have brought uh, should have thought this out better. Yeah. Maybe there should have been a thruple. Yeah, or she gets like half the assignment to do or something. Because that's not fair. Yeah. Um, who mops the floor like that, Jack? Um, yeah, seriously. He doesn't like that Joey is being a jerk to Bessie, but I, I don't know. Mean, I think that we, we talked it through and I think that they both had faults in their their logic. Yeah. Feel bad for Mitch. He's clearly broken by the cheating. But why does he think an open marriage will help? Yep. God knows. We don't know. Mm-mm. Pacey's coming off a little judgy. Um, Kenny's coming in hot with a solid Joey Potter is hot contribution. <laughs> Shut yeah. up, Kenny. Good job, You don't know Kenny. anything. You don't know. <laughs> um, I know we like Abby, but she's giving terrible advice. We oh, know, but that's what we like. We like the mess. That's what we love about her. She's a fucking hot mess. And I, I'm like that fucking woman from that Netflix show that likes to clean. She's like, I love mess. And that is me. Yeah. Um, I know, I'm sorry, but who do we think Pacey thinks he is? He comes in late to the ice house to get coffee, like at the end of the shift when everyone's trying to clean up. Never met Jack, but then disses your sister in a few minutes. Really? <laughs> These are all solid points. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to come in and be like, number one, you're closing up, but it doesn't matter. I still want my coffee for free because you know they already cleared out the register. Yeah. Then I'm going to shit on your sister and call her a psycho. Yeah. And meanwhile, Jack's it's like, like, how does um, Jack <laughs> yeah how does jack not beat pacey i think up? jack is just super mellow from what we've seen does jack ever get a personality yes mm-hmm. okay i'm waiting for it it's a slow burn also 
Dirtbag Kelly wants to know where Bodie is. Yes, uh, we do did too. Did he just dip? I don't think he dipped. I think he's working. I don't think so either, but we need more information. Yeah. And then uh, fucking Tamara. Amazing. Um, another decent episode. We get uh, more Bad Girl Jen and Abby, which is fun. The, the What do we call them? The disaster duo. Disaster duo. I love it. Um, always enjoy getting to see Andy and Pacey together. Also, we get um, the added layers that Andy is kind of neurotic. Um, yeah. She definitely is. Yeah. Definitely. Yep. Um, cares a lot about school. Dawson wasn't terrible, but a little easy, too easy going with Jen. We agree. We, we could have put up more boundaries. Yeah. Um, don't study in your room. Yes. Thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you, Kelly. Thank you. We agree. Maybe not let <laughs> her rub up on you so much. Maybe. I don't Maybe. think it's necessarily his fault because he can't. I mean, he's put in an awkward Wait, position. Like, push him off. Push I agree. Off. But if if this was if Dawson was a girl, would we be saying the same thing? Like, I think it's tough no matter what. If someone makes you uncomfortable, it's really hard mm-hmm. to kind of be like, "Ew, get yeah. off of me. So I, yeah. I get it. Um, the open marriage is clearly going to blow up in mm-hmm. Mitch's face. I'm sure it's going to end up in a disaster. And stupid Tamara back to screw up the Andy vibe. Go away, Tamara. Nobody likes you. Hashtag Team Andy. Um, thank you, Kelly. That was great, Kelly. That was great. Um, sucks. I mean, freaking Tamara is just like going to totally ruin the vibe. We'll see what I happens. can't believe it. I can't believe it. I can't believe it, but I can't believe it. I wasn't expecting it. I really it's wasn't. Coming up next episode. Um, was the episode was it like Tamara's here if you like it or not? Is that the episode <laughs> That's title? What they should have named it. The alternate <gasps> title, Tamara's here, whether you like it or not. Um, what's it called? Tamara's here? Tamara's return. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Tammy. Tammy. Like, Tam- who's Tammy? Oh, every time I hear Tammy, I want to throw up. Tammy. Tammy. Okay. Fashion hour? Time for fashion hour. Um, this week, I made the picks, and you get to decide who wins. So, first up, we have uh, Jen. This is the Rachel Green Award for the most 90s outfit. This is the outfit where she is in the cafe with Abby. Um, she is wearing a long sleeve, kind of like a, it looked almost like a band t-shirt, but like a longer sleeve version of it. And it had, and I specifically remember these types of shirts where the seams were like on the outside. So it almost looks like you're wearing the shirt inside out. Mm-hmm. She has a lot of clips in her hair, like a zigzag part, also very 90s. Yes, the zigzag part. Yes. With the clips too. I feel like a lot of clips in the 90s. Yes. And yes. she's wearing like an ankle length black pant and notably platform sandals um it it wasn't like a flip-flop like it had like a really big part that goes over the top of your foot and they looked like they had like an embroidered flower on them which I also thought I I just like really remembered having those like very chunky sandals in the 90s with the flower embroidery I feel like embroidered flowers were also a really big thing yeah totally yeah, I mean, this outfit is, like, pretty cash, but it's a different type of look for Jen. I haven't really seen her in this look before. Can't deny the zigzag part is such a 90s mood. Mm-hmm. Um, this shirt is almost, like, sheer as well. Um, it's definitely a 90s outfit. Well, um, that's why I had to pick it, because I was like, this is such yeah. a different outfit for Jen, but also yeah. extremely 90s. And I really liked it. Yes, yes. Uh, I liked it. I, I like it too. Yeah. Um. Next up, we have Abby Morgan, and this is in the this is the first outfit we see her in. 
this outfit is there's so much happening um so her top is originally it looks like a tube top but i believe it has just like very like thin spaghetti straps um it's being hid by her backpack yeah yeah and it has like um like elastic around the top where it kind of frills out and then also like right underneath the boob um and then it's kind of like horizontal striped almost um her pants though my goodness they're like a like velvety suede like navy color. Yes. They're awful. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah like the like velour. Yes, yes, velour moment that it's yes. kind kind of belled out at the bottom. Yeah, which makes it tough to see her shoes, but we can definitely tell their platforms regardless of what they exactly are. Um, mm-hmm. And her necklace, I definitely had something like this. It's like a, a very simple pendant with like a blue marble looking thing surrounded by like <laughs> silver. And I definitely yeah. had this. Um, and her backpack wow. also I really liked, which is very vibes of like a, like those miniature backpacks that people would wear in the 90s. So almost like mm-hmm. too small to be a backpack. Um, and her hair yeah, is just like a, a simple clip in, the, in to like pull it back from her face a little yeah. bit. I do want Abby to darken up her hair. Just I like it I better. I like this vibe from her, though. Do you? She has, I like the her dark highlights. hair better. It's not summer. But. I know, but I like them. Mm-hmm. Um, this outfit's fun. It's different for Abby. We don't really see Abby in blue. Um, but it's definitely it's a it's a fun look. The pants are kind of like everything. Just, they're everything and nothing at the same time. They're just, I have questions. <laughs> yeah. Very, yeah, exactly. Um, everything but nothing. And next up, I couldn't not include this outfit, which is why Jen appears twice in this uh, Rachel Green Award um, nomination. And it is yeah. the obvious uh, Abby dress that she wears to Dawson's. It is, it's blue. It's like obviously low cut. It's spaghetti straps that are like falling off. It has like this like transfer into brown at the bottom and like brown detailing. And there's like a sheer like top with like the slip underneath and the shoes. My God, the shoes are the most 90s thing ever. They're like (laughs) platform chunky ass bitch sandals. These things give her an extra like four inches of height. They're insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this dress is basically lingerie, to be honest with you. But that is very 90s. Like, they had, like, that skinny silhouette, and they had, like, that, like, clothes that are, like, nearly lingerie, but, like, nearly not. Um, I think that between the two gen looks, I think that the... That this dress has to be the winner. It's just, like, iconically, like awful and she was just such like a hot mess wearing it so uh this is the winner jen's dress or is abby the winner because this is abby's dress hard to say i mean i would give the point to jen simply because she also paired it with the sandals so she's the one pulling the look off i guess or maybe not i agree (laughs) i agree um, Give it to Jen. Moving on to the Paul Rudd Certificate of Timelessness for the most timeless outfit. We're starting off here with Joey in a very, in my opinion, summary look. Anytime you're rocking white pants, you're you're heading into the spring-summer time period. Um, kind of like longer white pants. And she has on a light blue tank top. Um, the straps on this are interesting. That's why I chose it. I remember having a shirt that had straps like these because they're, they're kind of spaghetti strap, but they certainly wouldn't have flown in my school because you had to have like three finger width straps and these are definitely like one and a half fingers max 
um, light blue. Yeah. She looks very like young and fresh, I think, in this outfit. Obviously, her hair is always the same. She like never changes it. It's just straight parted on the side. Yeah, I mean, this is like a, you know, it's a normal outfit. Like white shorts are timeless. They'll never go out of style for summer. The top is like fine as well. Um, she has such a good tan. Mm-hmm. Um, what the heck? They're definitely utilizing that. Um, those docks. They probably like on their off scenes. Like probably go to the docks and just yeah. tan. Tan. Yeah, they sunbathe. Yeah. It was probably a beautiful place to film. Hundred percent. Yeah. Oh, it had to be. Yeah. Um. Um. Pretty good. Pretty good. Next this up, outfit. we have Mitch in his like grungy pissed that gail got a ride home from work outfit um so just denim jeans kind of like a medium wash not too light and then he has on like a muscle shirt but it looks like it was like a t-shirt that he just cut the sleeves off of it's Mm -hmm. disgusting because he's like cleaning like scraping this boat um but zaddy mitch he makes stupid decisions but gotta (laughs) say he's looking good I mean, come on, come on. <laughs> he looks good. He looks yeah, good. He, His arms um, look really it's good. It's arm day at the gym for Mitch. All he needs to <laughs> never wear sleeves. Every every day is arm day for Mitch. Um, yeah, this shirt might be disgusting. These pants might be light wash, but you can't deny that this is the look. Can you imagine Zaddy um, Zaddy Island in this look? Ooh, golly. <laughs> Damn, I wish. Yes. Um. No, he looks good. He should never wear sleeves. I think that should be the rule. Yeah, I didn't even realize that he had arms like this. No one did because he hides them all the time. Yeah. Well, you know, it's the look. <sighs> yeah. Um. And last up on the list, making her third appearance for this episode. The girl had versatile <laughs> looks this, this, this episode. Uh, I had a lot of... Here's the thing. I had a lot to pick from. It was really hard narrowing it down, but... I did put Jen here also in the Timelessness Award uh, nominees because this is the outfit that she is um, the first study session with Dawson at her house. So she's wearing like a medium wash jean. It kind of looks like a straight leg, not really too flared out. Um, maybe a mm-hmm. little bit flared, but not too much. Um, and then a mm-hmm. pink top, a pink like long sleeve top, very like baby pink, had like a little bit of detailing on the cuff. Um, a little bit tough to see it because she has it like pushed up on her arms. Um, and her hair looks like very natural. Like she didn't really style it much. I actually, I didn't mind her hair as much here. Like I felt like the clips aged it a lot and made it look way more 90s. And I think that this styling, it's more a little bit yeah. more natural. Yeah. Um, I like the color pink. I really like pink. Like I always say I like pink's not my favorite color, but I always gravitate gravitate towards pink. Um, so I like the pink. Her hair, it looks good for what it is. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think it's probably growing out a little, so maybe it's not as bad. Like I think that just like my first look at her new hair being like in the intro and it being curly, I was very scared, but it's not that bad. Mm-mm. Um, but yeah, like this is like a nice cash look for Jen. I do like how this season she's gone away from like the floral dresses and the cardigans and like she's revamping her style. And like I have seen zero turtlenecks, which might be a crime. It might be a crime, but um, they are definitely giving her different silhouettes this season, which is nice. Ultimately, I'm a simp, as the kids say, 
And my winner is going to um, Mitch. He is insufferable, and I think he's my least favorite character in the entire show. But um, you can't deny those arms Mm -hmm. of a prize. So congratulations to Mitch and Jen. You are our winners this week. Rightfully so. Jen had to get at least one award for how many times I put her in the running this week. No, I mean, like, of course Jen's getting an award. Like, Jen's... She has good fashion. Like, you have to say that. Like, Joey really, like... Like, I could have put her in more, but honestly, like, the first outfit I saw her in, again, could have been Dawson's hand-me-downs. Like, she just doesn't have... They're all Dawson's hand-me-downs. Well, that outfit wasn't. The white pants, definitely not. Um, But yeah, so I don't know. I I liked this episode. I think it's a lot of like scene setting, if that makes sense. Like, oh, yeah, it's um, like um, you're setting up for like the volley. Exactly. And I think like next episode, it's about to get crazy up in this bitch. So I cannot wait uh, for the next episode. I feel like it's going to be a ton of fun. I know. I don't know if I'm ready. I just feel like it's going to be chaos. I can't wait. I'm going to watch it this weekend because, you know, I can't wait. Um, I don't want to wait. Anyway. Um, yes. So what we have coming up next, we have obviously more Boy Meets World. Always, always more Boy Meets World. Um, and then what we're, will already be out by the time this podcast comes out was the astrology podcast that we did. Um, we did it with Boy Meets World Fever, Cameron and Chance. They came on. Lovely, lovely guys. They're so nice. No, they're the best. They really they're so, are. So nice. So supportive. Yeah, they're so sweet. And they came on and we taught them all about astrology. And then we sorted the Boy Meets World characters into astrological signs. So if you like Boy Meets World at all, if you like astrology at all, give it a listen. It was a ton of fun. You don't need to have any background knowledge on astrology to enjoy the podcast because we were teaching right. them about it. Um, 101. Exactly. Um, so give that a listen. You'll see that out already. And then we have more exciting stuff coming up in the month of April. So stay tuned. It's going to be a ton May. of fun. Oh my God. I keep doing that. I keep saying April and I keep thinking we're in March. Like this month, this is going by so quickly. I can't. I wish it was still March. March was a good month. It's not March anymore, boo-boo. Well, we have to move towards my birthday. Yet. <laughs> it's coming up eventually. No. Um. Anyway. My birthday. So, <laughs> always. Uh. So that's what we have going on. So, um. yeah, Sarah, what about our social media? You can find us at Shit90sPod on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to send in feedback like our friends did earlier, which I always am very excited to see. It makes me so happy. Um, at Shit90sPod at gmail.com. You can find myself at Sarah Ferguson if you'd like. You don't have to. Um, <laughs> Jess is uh, the Jess Sterling 12. No. Nope. Right? i am at the just sterling on twitter if you'd like to follow me i don't tweet a ton i tweet sometimes mostly about the podcast i'm on honestly retweet i retweet a a lot i retweet a lot um yeah yeah and just keep listening and give us five stars so we could just get up there in the ratings as always much much appreciated we will read if you write anything in there we will read it on the podcast um so thank you all for listening Mm -hmm. we look forward to talking to you all next time have a good one bye Shit 90 shows taught me